Hello and welcome back to this edition, episode number seven of the Inside the Vault, a Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. This podcast is brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at kppounding underscore fssn. And this podcast also powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Follow them at Fans First SN. And you can also rate and subscribe to the Tobacco Road Radio YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio. Well, at, here on Inside the Vault, we try to give you the best guest and most Inside the Vault information that we can give you. And uh, my host today, uh, two guests for the first time on this podcast, uh, not just one, but two, the Keep Purring podcast hosts. We've got Ben and Eric. Ben, welcome, and Eric, welcome to Inside the Vault. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. This is this is awesome. Um, this is our first uh, guest appearance on another podcast, so super exciting for us. Of course. It's so good to have you on. Let's uh, go ahead and just jump into preseason action. We'll start with the Jets and Giants preseason games. Just from a 4,000-foot uh, view, what did you see uh, in those games? Yeah, I thought that there was uh, there was a lot to to be excited about. Um, you know, there is also some uh, some concerns uh, <laughs> not having scored a, a first team touchdown, um, but you know, minor details. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that uh, I've cho- chosen to focus on the fact that hey, listen, this is preseason for everybody. It's preseason for the coaches calling in the plays the correct way. It's preseason for um, you know uh, for just from a prep standpoint, from walkthroughs and whatnot. So that's what this is for. It's for the screw ups. It's for the mess ups. It's so that we don't do it in the regular season. Are we scoring as much as we want to be? Nope. But we're, we're I think we're going to be heading in the right direction, and hopefully we can uh, you know iron out all the wrinkles now. Yeah. And, I, and for me, you want me to kind of give my take too for the Giants yeah. game? Yeah. I mean, sure. for me, it's it's kind of a lot of the same. Uh, I know people are frustrated. Fans are frustrated. You know, um, they they want to see points. They see uh, the these other rookie quarterbacks, the uh, Aiden O'Connells of the world and, you know, the uh, Dorian Thompson Robinsons of the world out here lighting it up seemingly. And then Bryce Young's coming out and throwing, you know, three for six for 27 yards. So it's, it's, you know, on the surface, on the surface, it's a little frustrating to, to some fans, not to me or Eric. Uh, I think Bryce Young has looked great Uh, in limited time. You know, he's thrown 12 passes, you know, we haven't seen a ton. Uh, So people just need to be patient, but he passes the eye test. I think, I think we can all probably agree. I mean, he looks as advertised there's, I have zero concern about Bryce and actually now I'm, I'm even more encouraged about Bryce than I was, uh, you know, when before the preseason started, because now he's taken a couple hits. We've seen kind of how he navigates the pocket, you know, how he can evade pressure. He's so uh, he he's so decisive and he he throws the ball where only his guy can catch it. If 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 his guy's not going to catch it, then no one's going to catch it. Um, so it's just been super encouraging. the The offensive line has been bad. Um, that's concerning. Iki Aquanu. Not sure what's going on there. Um, you know, he they kind of talked about that a little bit in the press conferences um, as as recently as yesterday, I think. There were some communication issues there. but And then I think uh, the first-team defense, that was a little concerning against Daniel Jones. Um, 
without Saquon Barkley, by the way, let's point that out Friday night. They did not have their best player on offense. And uh, I, I thought we were playing Patrick Mahomes there for uh, for a couple drives. I mean, Daniel Jones looked amazing. So, uh, yeah, some things to work out. But again, it's preseason. So, you know. Yeah. Well, just a couple of caveats uh, there. We were playing without Derek Brown, without Brian Burns, and without Justin Houston. Um, Justin Houston is 34, but he still is now on our team. Um, and, and then from a Frank Reich perspective, I, I will say that we'll get into that a little, a little bit, but there has been some, uh, I think you've heard vanilla play calling is the uh, term we've seen. And then Thomas Brown comes into the second half play calling and it's like, we're now scoring points. And what's this? So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and we'll also get into the icky thing, uh, as you mentioned in just a few minutes. Um, yeah, like you both said, I think the offense, we could all see some more points for sure. Um, the defense, uh, we could see uh, maybe some field goals instead of touchdowns if we have to let the first team uh, score. But at the end of the day, it is preseason for everybody, players, officials, and, and coaches. Um, we had a recent transaction uh, for the last few days, and uh, so we'll get into that now. Um, we signed Troy Hill, cornerback, former Ram, familiar with Jero Avero and also Jonathan Cooley, the new cornerbacks coach. Um, their system fits him pretty well. Um, and then the corresponding move, which I'm going to be honest, I was shocked. Marquan, Marquan McCall was the corresponding move today. Right. I was pretty stunned. I'm not going to lie. That was something I didn't I, – I thought somebody like – well, I won't call him out on here, but basically <laughs> – some of the O-linemen that maybe uh, weren't so good and that and the backup, some of those backups might have gotten the boot instead. But, you know, it ended up being Marquan McCall. And I think, you know, I'll let you guys answer this question, but I'd say kind of similar to Bravion Roy, they kind of viewed him as not quite the scheme fit that they were hoping and maybe giving him that chance to, as Frank Reich said, to latch onto another team because they do see that talent that he has. So my question here is, Thoughts on the Troy Hill signing to provide depth in the corner room and then also the corresponding room with Cutting McCall. Yeah, I think uh, I, I like the the Troy Hill signing. I think it's added depth. Um, like you mentioned, uh, he played under Evero in Los Angeles and as well as the corner of the Panthers cornerbacks coach, actually, Jonathan Cooley as well in, in Los Angeles. So and. Um, for me, an added bonus with Troy Hill is that I don't know if you saw he has like an owl or an eagle tattoo on his neck, which is pretty cool. Uh, so love that. And then, uh, yeah, what about you, Eric? Did you have any thoughts on the Troy Hill? No, I mean, I think that, you know, any any depth that we can get in that position um, is good. I think that, you know, maybe it 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 has something to do with Dante, you know, and, and we're not exactly sure what that injury, you know, is, uh, how, how severe it is. Maybe it's worse than people think who, who knows, uh, there had to be a reason for them to make that, make that call and uh, terrible McCall pun. Uh, but you know, it had, there had to be a reason for them to make that decision. And, uh, this is one of those times where we're not in the meeting rooms. We're not in the medical rooms. We don't know what, what the deal is. Uh, but we have to trust that, you know, Scott and Frank and like, you know, all the people that are making these decisions, uh, they're doing it in what they believe is the best interest of the team. So uh, I think that us, us talking about it is kind of like pontificating over stuff that we're, you know, we're not totally sure, you know, all of the details. And so I think in Fitterer we trust and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see there's, there has to be a reason behind it. Yeah. And um, you know, as we move forward uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, 
you just mentioned it, um, Ben. Iki Aquanu has been struggling these first two games in the preseason. Now, you know, I want to caveat it, make sure our listeners know, um, in case you're not familiar with his uh, draft profile, his run blocking skills out of NC State were second to none. He was pancaking guys left and right. Um, that has been a real strength of his going back to college. His pass protection has was always the thing that needed to be worked on and refined a little bit in the NFL. And as we saw last year against Miles Garrett week one, rough outing, but you're going against Miles Garrett. So that's okay. Or, and it's your first game ever in the NFL. So I feel like, you know, this is this preseason rust for Ricky, uh, for Icky, perhaps. And, and perhaps it's also him getting that uh, fine tuning, that coaching from James camp and that he is only a second year left tackle going up against, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's really good, and also going up against Quentin Williams, who is really good. And so I'll just get your thoughts kind of on Icky struggle this preseason. Should we read into that, or are we just making too much of a deal out of it? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, we hear about the sophomore slump in uh, quarterbacks on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, sometimes you're just coming uh, coming off of – it was a pretty good season, right? He played every game, and, uh, you know, things were trending up. And I think that he isn't able to come in. Um, he has to kind of take on a little bit more of a leadership role now that he's not a rookie. And I think that that just, you know, I don't know if it weighs extra or whatever. I'm not that concerned. Did it not look good that he just seemed to not know what the play was, uh, you know, when when Bryce gets sacked, you know, and, and some of those things don't exactly inspire confidence, but we don't just have the last couple of games to look at. We have the, all of the entirety of last year um, and he's a known quantity. He's going to get it back, you know, going in the right direction. I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think we are probably fans in general and we're probably overreacting a little bit. It's been concerning. I mean, it's two weeks in a row that he, by the way, that he's had the lowest PFF grade of all of our starting offensive linemen. Um, but I think it's I, I think it's uh, just a little slump that he's in right now. I think he's going to turn it around by the start of the season. And Eric, you kind of alluded to it. Uh, you know, he had that mental error or the communication error, whatever it was, on that Thibodeau sack. I mean, it was crazy. It was like he passed Thibodeau off to a ghost. There was no one there. Um, and according to Frank Reich, uh, he he misheard the line call. They have a couple line calls that sound identical which Eric, you pointed out on our podcast that, Hey, maybe we should change that. Uh, Maybe that's not the best idea. Um, So yeah, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. Same. Um, Some of these questions uh, as you'll, uh, as you'll kind of gather as we go, um, you know, I'm sure we'll uh, get into some more meat uh, that the fans will want to hear. So this next question, we, uh, we, the fans may not want to be hearing about this. Uh, Jake, Luton, the fourth string quarterback who got in for a little bit on this uh, preseason game against the Giants. Uh, does he have a case to make this roster over Matt Corral or are we just overreacting because Matt Corral might have had his best game as a Panther in the second half of that Giants game? Uh, all respect to Jake. Is it Luton? Luton? I think that uh, Luton, I think so. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, yeah. All respect to him. I'm sure he's a great quarterback. Um, sure. Great guy. I don't think there's any chance that he's going to make this team. Uh, honestly, for me, and I might be in the minor- minority here, I'm not even sure that Matt Corral is going to make the team. He's probably going to make the team as a third string, and maybe they can trade him at some point. But no, I don't think there's any way that Jake uh, Jake from State Farm makes the team. 
<laughs> he did throw a couple of dimes though. There were there he were did. a couple of balls that you know that were good and and uh, you know. Do he, I think he, it's gonna happen? No, but he didn't look totally lost. He's <laughs> got starting experience in this league, very limited starting experience down in Jacksonville, but still experience nonetheless. And yep. Corral does not yep. have that at this point. And you know, we don't want to see San Francisco 2.0 next this year with our quarterbacks, uh, like they found out in the playoff game, uh, in the end championship game. But um, you know, so we'll so we'll see what happens. But I, I'd agree with you. I, I think Corral is still making this roster as QB3 when it's all said and done. Um, before we preview the Lions game, um, some preseason battles that we've been watching throughout um, camp and now into the preseason. Um, you know, we've got right guard, we've got defensive end opposite Burns. We all know Houston's going to obviously be there for most of it, but I'm more talking about guys like Barno, Marquise Haynes, Yitor Gross Matos. You know, who's going to step into that full time role? Um, so, what are some of the uh, your predictions on those fronts? Um, right guard, defensive end, two. And then the wide receiver order, um, who do you see is our one through three when it's all said and done? I'll start. Um, okay, so the first one was offensive guard. Is that right? Right guard, a Corbett's replacement. Right guard. Yeah, so I thought I thought uh, Chandler Zavala looked pretty good, yeah. all things yeah. considered. I mean, you know, it's his first NFL action, and I thought he held his own. Uh, and that was encouraging to see, you know, obviously we had a lot of high hopes for him when we drafted him, but that was his first opportunity. So I thought he looked pretty good. You go back to the first preseason game and the combination of, was it Cade Mays and Justin McCray? Followed uh, by Michael Jordan. Followed <laughs> by Michael Jordan. Uh, the Not one, the, the Bulls only. guy in case. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> um, I think, I honestly think Chandler Zavala has a really, really good chance to start That's, the season. That was going to be my prediction, yeah. Yeah, I really do. Uh, what were the, what were the, a couple of the other positions you mentioned again? Um, so so right guard was my first one. And then uh, Justin Houston, we know, is going to be there on defensive end opposite Burns, but um, maybe not in a full-time role. Um, so is it going to be Marquise Haynes? Is it going to be Tor Gross Matos? Is Amari Barno going to step up as we've seen these first two games? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Position? Yeah. I, I think Amari Barno has been super encouraging to see that. Uh, he, we know he's fast. Ran a four three eight according to Mr. Fitterer. Uh, we know he's fast, but it looks like he's bulked up a little bit. He's flashed in the preseason so far. Uh, so I definitely think he's going to make the team, and I think he'll rotate in, you know, every once in a while and spell Houston. Uh, Haynes, it was cool to see him finally, I think, today. He came back to practice yep. for the yep. first time in three or four weeks, so that was awesome to see. He's definitely going to be a factor um, and then, uh, was it wide receiver? Was that the third one? Wide receiver oh. order. Yeah. Uh, we'll say one yeah. through, we'll say one through four. What's our, our, our top four when it's all said. Yeah. One through four is Phelan, Chark, yep. uh, Terrace Marshall, uh, Jonathan Mingo, you know, not necessarily in that order. I know the depth yep. chart yep. <laughs> yep. Mingo is a starter, but, um, so yeah, those, those are the top okay. four. Okay. Yeah. Um, and do we do we say uh, is it going to be Chenault and Shy Smith or do we say just uh, Chenault and Shy Smith does not meet the roster? What do you think, Eric? I, man, I, you know I I hope Shy Smith uh, makes it. Uh, you know I've been a champion of his since he was drafted. Like I remember watching him at South Carolina and some just some amazing plays that he had. I don't know why, but I always had an affinity for him as a player. Uh, so personally, I would love to see him make it, and I think that he made some. A, a bit of a case for himself at the, you know, towards the end of this past game. I mean, he looked we, really, we really good. We did see this last year though, Eric, in the preseason, we did see that. I, 
I know, I know. True. I am an optimist. I am an optimist. I do. I, I, I want him to do well. I would, I would like to see him make it. But hey, listen, this is the tough time of year where, where really tough decisions are having to be made. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a razor, razor thin margin as to who makes the team and who doesn't. Uh, let's talk about the Lions game preseason finale on Friday. Frank Wright came out and said Bryce Young and the offense is going to get about the same. Um, leeway as they did in the first two preseason games so i'll just kind of let you both take it away uh what to watch for on offense what to watch for on defense all right so for me i am i i think i think we can expect probably things to be just as if not more vanilla than they have been and the reason i say that is because we and it, it is weird this is very weird i don't think i've ever seen this before we play the Lions in week five on October 8th in Detroit. Uh, and so, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but from my vantage point, why would Frank Reich and co want to go out and show anything at all in this preseason game? Um, so I think we can expect more of the same. Now that said, I'm excited to, I'm excited. Bryce is going to get one more opportunity and the first team offense. Um, I really, really would love to see them sustain a drive, and score a touchdown, it would just be really encouraging and kind of, you know, allow us fans to kind of leave the preseason with good vibes going into the first regular season game. So I would like to see some success from the first team uh, offense. And then um, on defense, I'm going to be looking out for those. We kind of talked about those edge rushers earlier. I'm going to be paying really close attention to like Barno, guys like that, to see that can he do it, you know, three weeks in a row? Can he have put out another good performance and another guy, uh, Kobe Jones. I thought, I really thought we were going to hear a lot more from him and I haven't really heard his name called that much. And I think his right. And his, I think his spot on the roster is in jeopardy um, like a lot of guys. And so I'm really hoping that we get to uh, hear his name called. And then the new cornerback, uh, Troy Hill, I think it'll be cool. I don't know if he'll play this early, but it'll be cool to see if he does. Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, first and foremost, the number one thing that I care about is uh, no injuries, <laughs> you know, and and just trying to keep that to a minimum, make sure that, you know, we're, we're continuing to keep uh, the guys, you know, bodies in the right shape and every, you know, everybody comes out unscathed. From an offensive perspective, I'm really hoping that uh, yeah we see a touchdown, we see a sustained drive, we see some first downs, and kind of keep the ball moving and just have a little bit of momentum moving forward as we're coming into the season. From a defensive perspective, um, you know I think that uh, with the Giants, Waller absolutely ate us up, and and we looked like Swiss cheese going through the middle. So that's one of the things that I'm going to be you know paying attention to is how are we handling that. I know again the vanilla thing, whatever, but we got to be able to stop a tight end. And after the second time that he catches a, a good gain we really got to stop the tight end and after the third time right so let you know I, I, we need to show the rest of the nfl that we can fix that problem and that that's not going to be a weak point for us yeah yeah ju- and just to save some time i would agree with the whole vanilla thing i think we're just blowing this up out of proportion i think right just doesn't want the falcons to get any iota of what we're doing week one and i think he's willing to risk going zero and three in the preseason to do that and i think yep. that's really what it's all said and done um Real quickly, Brian Burns, are we going to see a new contract before the start of the season? Yes or no? No. No. Nah, I, I, I'm going to say, I'll say yes. I'm going to be optimist. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'm going to say optimist. I'm going to say September 1st. That's in about. I would love that. Um, I'm confident it's going to happen at some point, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, 
a little rapid fire as we uh, close it out here. Um, give me one player uh, uh, each. All three of us will give one player who has been stock up or stock down in your mind uh, through these first two games. Uh, you can give me a stock up or a stock down. I'll go uh, stock up. Barno has looked great. Um, I'm, I'm loving to watch, uh, you know, seeing what we're, we're having a lot of, um, you know, progression and uh, it's excitement. So I'm, I'm going Barno. Okay. And Dan, what about you? Stock up. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Raheem Blackshear. Um, I think I, I was really excited to see what he would do in the preseason. A lot of people have high hopes for him. I really think, and a lot of people think that he can challenge for that RB2 spot. So I think Raheem Blackshear has looked good so far. Yeah, a shout out to Jonathan Stewart on the Believe Panthers podcast. He uh, said uh, Raheem Blackshear has that dog in him. He specifically said uh, that term, yeah. <laughs> Raheem <Yeah>. Blackshear. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jonathan Mingo for my stock up. Um, he has done really well, and I really think uh, that wide receiver three depth chart uh, first uh, people thought was a joke over Terrence Marshall, I, I think is starting to become pretty more serious at this point. Uh, but again, one game, preseason. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, last – a uh, few minutes here. We'll get you out with some predictions. And again, uh, Ben, Eric, it's been so great having you guys here on Inside the Vault. Uh, we so appreciate you coming on and giving us a few minutes of your time. Um, real quickly, uh, before we get there, Bryce Young, give me just a quick um, overall thoughts from that you've seen so far. You touched on this a little bit ago, but just overall thoughts. Yeah, I, I I won't go into too much detail because I already kind of expounded on this. But, um, yeah, I think he's looked good. I think he's looked as advertised. I have zero concern about him going into the season. I think he does not look like a rookie whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm super excited about him. Yeah, good. Uh, I can say Von Bell and Hayden Hurst have both said that he looks like Joe Burrow from 2020. And, uh, you know, that's a good comparison. We'll see if he can play like him. Uh, we'll see. Um, predictions for next season. Let's just go ahead and uh, get these uh, done and we'll, we'll get you out of here. Um, player who takes the biggest leap on this roster. Yeah. Blackshear was actually going to be my answer. Um, but, <laughs> but I'll either go with that or, or uh, Frank Luvu. I know he had, he got some attention uh, before the season, but I think he's going to really show us what he's made of. Luvu. Okay. I'm going to go Jeremy Chin. Awesome. I think okay. uh, Jeremy Chen is going to get back to looking how he did his rookie season when he played linebacker. I'm going to go Derek Brown. I think he's going to take a next step in, in this uh, in this three four scheme. Biggest surprise theme from this season when it's all said and done, seasons played out. What's our biggest surprise? <sighs> biggest surprise? Um, it's not. It wouldn't be a surprise to me, but it might be to some. Is the fact that uh, Bryce Young's going to lead this team and he's not going to look like a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, but uh, I'll get to what my record prediction is. If, if that's what we're going to go to next, but um, biggest surprise is Bryce Young is not going to look like a rookie and he's going to challenge for that rookie of offensive rookie of the year spot. I'm going with uh, the cornerback side of things. I think they're going to be better than, uh, than the industry says. I think that they're going to surprise some people and uh, that, you know, from a, from a back Safety cornerback, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be looking good. I'll say Hayden Hurst is second in the team in touchdowns in this entire team. Uh, that'll be my love uh, it. When it's all said and done, um, real quick, yes or no? Does our undrafted free agent make the team? I'm gonna say at this point, no, right now. An undrafted free agent? Yeah, they can. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I think we're yeah, it's on that. All right, and then finally. Uh, what's our season record when it's all said and done? I've got nine and eight is my prediction uh, when it's all said and done. 
That's right where I am. I'm right right about 500, either a game, you know, in positive or negative, but I, I think we missed the playoffs by a game. Okay. I got you beat. I'm going 10 and 7, boys. Okay. 10 and 7, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going double digits this year. We could even get up to 11. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that. So, depending on how Bryce plays, you are you are not wrong. You are I think we're going to challenge for that division. Awesome. Well, as I said at the top, my guests today have been uh, the Keep Purring podcast co-host of Ben and Eric. Uh, gentlemen, so good to have you on Inside the Vault, and thank you for coming on today. And we'll see you around the the time. Thanks so much Thanks, for having us. Appreciate it. And that will wrap up this episode of Inside the Vault, episode number seven. As I said, you can rate and subscribe to the Tobacco Road YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio. Again, I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and we'll see you next time.